Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Go ahead and get this turned down. What is going on, everybody? It is your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode. Uh, I do not know what episode number this is, but it's a new episode finally. Um, let me see what we are looking at here. Let me pull up my trusty dusty uh, episode 112, room 112, where the players dwell. Okay, all right, okay. Got that peaches and cream on Deckington for y'all. But uh, what's going on, y'all? Uh, it's been a minute. Uh, it's been like a couple weeks since I uh, last dropped an episode. Uh, man, been real busy at the first plantation, so I neglected the second plantation. You know, we had the Super Bowl thing going on, so I was working crazy hours, longer hours than usual, uh, getting these salty snacks out to the people of my great city and uh, surrounding areas. And uh, also, uh, I got uh, sick again. So technically, I've been sick since December. So I went back to the doctor, got a second round of antibiotics, a lot stronger ones, and uh, they are doing the trick. I am feeling a lot better. Um, Doc was just saying that that first round of antibiotics that I had uh, pretty much just weakened the virus. But as soon as I got, uh, no, weakened the infection, as soon as I got done, you know, with that, it was like, I don't know, it was like a week and a half supply or something like that. It was like 12 days or something like that, 12-day supply of antibiotics. Uh, it just came back even stronger, so she got me a, a saline rinse, and that is the weirdest shit ever. So basically what a saline rinse is, is uh, basically uh, it's a squeeze bottle. You add some distilled water or you boil some water and let it cool off to get all the germs killed up out of there, out of the tap water. Then you add a little packet of this saline uh, powder, and then you just... You put it in one nostril and it flushes out pretty much everything. It goes up into your, your nose and then it comes out the other nostril. And it is the weirdest feeling in the world. It's almost like that feeling of when you go swimming and you first dive in. And you know, you ain't held your breath too tough and a little bit of water goes up your nose. But how it comes out is just like, oh, it burns like hell. But man, it's been working like crazy, though. Uh, so I would recommend that for anybody who has the sniffles or who's about to get sick. You know, you feel that coming on, you know, get you one of them little kits at Walgreens or CVS Pharmacy and just uh, shoot your nostrils. And, you know, you're going to flush out everything that's in your nose. And then, you know, you don't even have to, you know, blow your nose or anything like that afterwards. Your nose, it, it gets real dry, but you're back to breathing normally and things like that. And you won't let a sinus infection uh come back you know 10 times stronger like it did for me uh so what else i've been up to uh, a couple weekends ago we did a mac and cheese crawl me and the wife did it was pretty cool in midtown crossing um and uh i, I don't know it was one of those things where uh, it was cool because my wife made uh like little score sheets and things like that and then you can vote for the best mac and cheese and um let me get these pulled up real quick. I got some pictures, and uh, hopefully I can remember who is who. So we had, um, and I guess we'll put this on the Summer Jam screen. I, I'm just going to talk a little bit, shoot the shit with y'all, see what's up, check in on the family. But the first uh, restaurant, or the first place we stopped at was a Woolner's grocery store, and they had this Wildcat mac and cheese. It was like Wildcat sausage and, um, you know, just regular-ass mac and cheese. But to me, it had, like, some breadcrumbs on it. Uh, the sausage was good, um, but it tasted like like a cheeseburger, uh, hamburger helper. You know what I'm saying? And it just had like like the cheese was like a like a like a cheese powder mixed with water or something like that. Sausage was good. It was it was okay, but the crawl was cool because it was just like a beer crawl. You just go into different um, 
man boo is sitting right in front of my heater it's freezing down here but um it's you know you just go into different restaurants in midtown crossing which is this little shopping area with a movie theater and restaurants and things like that and uh yeah it was that that was cool that was cool the first one it was okay but then we went to uh <sighs> what the fuck is this other restaurant called um it was lead belly that's what it was that's what it was called lead belly so this mac and cheese was uh like a buffalo chicken mac and cheese with like green onions and it had uh, buffalo chicken on it and uh it used cavatappi noodles which was cool and it had a homemade cheese sauce which was dope and uh the only thing i didn't like it was more like a I guess like a casserole and then the buffalo shredded chicken on top had like a squirt of ranch so that really just fucked me up now if it was just like the green onions and the chicken it would have been dope would have been fire but the lines were around the corner and uh so like you had the regular restaurant stuff going on and then inside these restaurants they had like a little roped off area by the bar where you go to uh get mac and cheese and stuff like that so and it was pretty chilly outside which sucked and then we uh went to uh black oak grill and black goat grill had us fucked up in the game like <laughs> the lines were short so you knew the mac and cheese was trash so we get there and it was like a chili mac and cheese and this was literally like um how do i describe this this was literally like 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 tv dinner mac and cheese and they just poured some chili on top of it it was trash it was the worst one of them it was the worst one of the the mac and cheese crawl like it literally was like microwave mac and cheese like that stouffer's or the the kind no it wasn't even like the stouffer's it was like the kids cuisine mac and cheese and they just poured some bland ass chili on top of it i was like oh so this is what we doing here okay and then the one that uh that was pretty good was uh this place called della costa it's the old bricks um restaurant or winery and this is like uh foods from the atlantic around the atlantic ocean around that area so it has like uh african foods um it'll have uh like caribbean foods um uh, Puerto Rican foods, just all kind of different foods along the Atlantic, right? So their their mac and cheese was like um, it was like some smoked pork, and um, and it was cavatappi noodles, and it had some good spice to it, but it just tasted like they made it a few days ahead of time, and then they reheated it. So then I was just like, okay, it was like pork brisket or whatever, smoked brisket mixed in with it it has some decent spices in it and they use cavatappi noodles which i always love with mac and cheese because it holds the cheese sauce a lot better than regular macaroni noodles so that was that was decent and then uh chicago doghouse they had a mac and cheese and this was um let me give me one more time let me see yeah de la costa so it was a, a smoked gouda with a pork belly and asiago chives in it um and it, it was okay it was okay the um the black oak grill one like i said that was that chili macaroni that was some bullshit um let me see here um yeah that yeah so the uh the lead belly joint with the buffalo mac and cheese it had honey in there too yeah, it had some honey mixed in with the queso sauce um, which was decent it was okay like I said I didn't like that they had ranch drizzled on top of it it's like I don't want ranch on my mac and cheese dog like it just had too many conflicting flavors because ranch is sweet honey is sweet and it's just taken away from the heat from the buffalo chicken and then from the uh, queso too because the queso had a little bit of kick but it was drowned out by the honey and the sweetness of the ranch and then the uh so then we went hit Chicago Doghouse and we were there for a minute. Like that line was all the way almost to the movie theater, like waiting outside. So we was we waited in line probably about half an hour and uh, we got uh, it's called Windy City Heat. So it was a it was a mac and cheese ball that was fried. So basically it was um, 
a, it was like spicy, so it, knew, it had some cayenne pepper in it, and it had green peppers in it, and I red peppers, and it was balled up, and it was fried in breadcrumbs. So this, it would have took my top spot, but the problem was um, the breadcrumbs was bland. So it kind of, you know, once you, you know, stabbed into the fried ball, it was just like, well, these breadcrumbs ain't seasoned. So you had the blandness of that, but then you had the spice of the mac and cheese. And it was just, I don't know, it was, there was something missing. There was something missing. And I think it was the seasoning on the actual breadcrumbs that they fried it in. Like they could have seasoned that up a little bit, a little salt, a little pepper, maybe a little uh, onion powder, you know what I'm saying? Or some garlic salt, just something, uh, you know, with some salt and pepper. You just got to throw something else extra in there. And I think some onion powder would have worked perfectly or some garlic salt. Uh, so that, that was okay, but that was a long ass line to be waiting in there. And then the last spot, um, there was a spot called Proof that had a uh, creamy four cheese mac and cheese, but they ran out. And then Ray's Buffalo Wings, they ran out too. And so we were able to hit um, six out of the eight spots. Uh, so we hit, uh, the last spot that we were able to hit was Cantina Laredo. And this was a Mexican mac and cheese with chorizo. And this just took the top spot for me. The queso was good, the cheese was good. It was spicy. Um, the noodles were great. The chorizo was delicious. It, it almost made me want to go back and get a second helping. Um, very delicious. Um, very, 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 very well seasoned. And you just had a good bite of heat and you still could taste the cheese. And the chorizo uh, was pretty good too. I'm not really a chorizo fan of Mexican, you know, chorizo is just Mexican sausage. But uh, it was good, very good, and it took the top spot on my list. Um, and then as for my, my wife's, I think hers was Della Costa, uh, and that was the, um, the one with the pork belly. Um, but that restaurant is pretty fly, that Della Costa, though. That, that's really fly. That's a fly-ass spot. I think I'm going to hit that for uh, Valentine's Day uh, with the wife. But yeah, that was, that was a pretty dope thing that I did. But uh, let's see what else. I, I think y'all tired of me talking about fucking mac and cheese because it ain't really that that fly to y'all but i'm a mac and cheese connoisseur and i love mac and cheese i make a pretty mean shrimp mac and cheese and a pretty mean uh basic just mac and cheese you know the baked mac and cheese it's it's, it's pretty dope so um let's see what else uh sig sour the gun maker uh has been out in these streets cutting up acting the damn fool so Sig Sauer is introducing a new, I believe it's a 9mm uh, handgun. And what's so significant about this handgun is on the uh, barrel, they have engraved the word stand, right? And then there's a, a graphic on the handle of the American flag. And then uh, at the top of the chamber, there's an American flag design on it too. And so the makers of uh, Sig Sauer, uh, the Sig Sauer manufacturer of this nine millimeter handgun, say that they basically want, it's a P938. And so they're basically saying that uh, they wanna inspire patriotism. And this is quite disgusting if you ask me. Like you really wanna uh, tap into the divisiveness of what's going on in America right now with people trying to fight for their rights um, with peaceful protests and here you are a gun manufacturer and you're like you know what we're gonna put stand on there then we're gonna put the flag in different places on the handgun you know so I don't think they talk like that but that's the people who gonna buy it who speak like that you know this was a it's pretty disgusting to see something like this uh, and to tap into that white fear you know that's that's all that it's doing you know so they can kill these black boogeymen out here uh, that's peacefully protesting and kneeling um, it's it's the wildest shit ever right very wild and I'll talk about more about standing for the flag because our governor here in Nebraska is disgusting as fuck once we get into uh, selling hope like damn dope and then um, let's see I mean just this is it's all of it's all a marketing ploy right 
Six Hour don't give a fuck about the, the American flag, the Constitution, none of that. They just want to make a dollar, and it's all about tapping into white fear. That's pretty much all what the fuck it boils down to. All right, let's see. Um, there was a story that ran on the news. I don't know if y'all saw it, but um, it was about this uh, this young brother uh, named Dirch Stubblefield. He's 18 years old, and he was sentenced to 20 to 40 years in prison for his role in sex trafficking of a minor. So he's 19 right now. But at the time of the crime, he was 18 with a 15-year-old girlfriend who he had on Backpage and Craigslist selling pussy. Okay, so you're like, damn, that's fucked up, right? You know, trying to be a pimp in this game and all this other shit like that and having her out here selling pussy and things like that, even though they're only three years apart. You know, the law looks at you at 18 as a grown-ass man. But this motherfucker had two Cody's, co-defendants. And one, they're both white men, okay? So you got this young black dude, and they had some white woman on the news uh, vouching for his character, saying that he was a good guy, he just made a mistake, and all this other shit, and she hates that he got so much time. So his codes are two white men, and one was named Jason Gibson. And this is a 41-year-old Air Force Master Sergeant, okay? And the other one was a youth pastor named Clint Bitter. All right. So the uh, Air Force Master Sergeant, he only got six months in jail and five years probation. And so Stubblefield's lawyer was trying to argue, like, how can you give how can the justice system, how can the courts give this, you know, this Gibson fella only six months in jail and five years probation. But you're going to give Stubblefield 20 to 40 years. And then the youth pastor, his trial is still going on, but I bet you he will not get hit with that 20 to 40 like Stubblefield. That's fucked up in the game, man. That's some cold, cold shit right there. Very frigid, right? Very frigid. Like, this young black man, he's going to be eligible for parole, I think, in 13 years or some shit like that. Uh, so in his early 30s or something like that and that is that is a cold game boy this justice system be don't give no fucks when it comes to the protection the complexion for the protection for the connection it don't give a fuck it's like well what you gonna do about it darky can't do shit about it but um hove what you gonna do about this shit don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right, thank you, Hove, and thank you, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of Selling Hope Like Dope. So, for Selling Hope Like Dope, you have to give it to my fuck-ass um, governor of uh, my state of Nebraska. As you know, it's Republican-controlled. Um, two, the two major cities are pretty much uh, pretty progressive, um, and it's, a, it's always a toss-up. As far as Omaha and Lincoln goes, uh, there's more progressives here than anything. But uh, this past Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, our fuck-ass governor, Pete Ricketts, who uh, has a huge stake in his family, uh, made TD Ameritrade. Uh, this is just, just some rich fuck boy who just wants to dabble in politics, who's our fucking governor. Don't really give a fuck about the people All about a dollar You know, I think he's just trying to pass time Until it's time to go back and uh, Take care of daddy's company But he tweeted out And this makes me sick Sunday is football's biggest game Here in Nebraska I've officially proclaimed the day as Stand for the flag Super Bowl Sunday Retweet to spread the word Super Hashtag Super Bowl 52 so this motherfucker used our taxpayer dollars to sit up here and write a whole ass proclamation about standing for the flag using the state seal and all this other bullshit. No, nigga. No. Just just fucking stop. And I hate that uh, us in these major cities like Lincoln and Omaha, we don't turn out in large numbers to vote. Uh, because it's a hell of a lot more of us than what's out in the panhandle and as we know as we've seen from many of articles we've seen some on cnn um what is it um what's the uh the money one um seen a story on cnbc and uh 
um, what's what's the other one? Forbes about people voting against their interests, and uh, some of those stories feature people from small Nebraskan towns, right? Nebraska towns, and these are people who uh, they show their uh, idiocy um, by you know saying that Trump would get rid of Obamacare and keep the Affordable Care Act which is the same fucking thing and then they they live in these small fuck ass towns and they're they're working at a diner or they're just sitting up collecting welfare and um in these small farming communities you know there's a few people with farms um but most of the people who live there are you know just sit up on the system and these are the people who are turning up and turning out to vote. And then this is how you get a fuck ass Pete Ricketts in here, right? So as people in these major cities in this state really need to turn out and vote. Um, the educated need to turn out and vote. And we need to stop being so political, politically immature, right? So this is what you get, you know, in situations where this is how Trump got elected. Because you have President Trump or the Cheeto in chief. He is the poor man's version of what a rich person should be. And he's a weak man's version of what a real man should look like. And that's the same thing that happened with uh, Pete Ricketts and how he won uh, being governor of this state. Is basically, oh, I'm going to do this, that, and a third. And, you know, uh, bring jobs back and turn over this deficit and all this other shit. Nebraska is a pretty conservative state. Very conservative with its spending. Uh, there's jobs here. You know, it may not be the job you want to do, but it's going to keep your lights on. And I say that all the time, especially here in Omaha in the metropolitan surrounding area. There's always some job openings. There's there's always job openings here, especially like doing call center work and things of that sort. Because here in the Midwest, like in Nebraska and Iowa, uh, we don't have accents so that's why a lot of companies come here to have us do their customer service if they don't outsource right so the cost of living is pretty cheap here but you have these people in these small towns who are just so warped and wrapped up in bullshit and they're being they've been brainwashed by uh certain news channels and that's all that they watch and it's just like these news channels work as entertainment channels and they're telling these people oh the mexicans are taking all your jobs oh these lazy blacks are sitting up collecting all the welfare oh these blacks are you know taking all your jobs too and it's like which one is it is we sitting up on welfare or are we taking all the jobs because of affirmative action you know you can't have your pot your cake and eat it too you got to help us out which one is it are we too lazy or are we taking all the jobs due to government handouts you see what i'm saying so it just it really it just doesn't make sense but we really need to start turning out and voting <clears throat> and the brother Tariq nashidi always talks about how the dwindling numbers in the white population uh have those in power you know, those white supremacists you know wanting to create an apartheid state and we are starting to see that now uh if you actually pay attention to bills that are being introduced in a lot of these republican controlled states so there's a lot of voter id um, restrictions going on and things of that sort and there's multiple ones coming up here in nebraska right now that are being introduced um like uh the house uh, introduced uh the bill lb959 and that just makes it harder this is one of the things that makes it harder to vote so they want to restrict access to or increase burdens uh related to absentee voting right so they want you to jump through hoops with absentee voting and then there's a uh, lb1066 and uh that's going to be a, a photo id law so they want to make stricter uh photo id laws so in this instant it could be a situation where say like with me uh, I just bought a house. I still ain't changed the damn address on my driver's license. So if I show up to my local polling place with a bill, uh, with my new address, and with me and my wife's new address on there, we show up with our driver's license ready to vote. And it's just like, oh, well, your driver's license doesn't match the address that we have on file, even though you just registered, yada, yada, yada. You need to go get this changed. And by the time you do that, you could come back with the temporary ID card that they give you, the driver's license they give you at the DMV. They can be like, oh, well we need the real one yada 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 they'll turn you away so that's how that works 
And then you have the other situation. Uh, what's the other bill being introduced? Uh, LB 1064. And that's this one is uh, it'll make it harder to vote. So it's going to cross check a voter registration list for citizenship, making sure that you're a citizen is here legally. It's going to check, uh, go through a whole database of deceased voters, making sure that you're not doing um, you're not using some ID of a deceased deceased Nebraskan residents and all this other shit. And then on top of that, you have situations of gerrymandering. Uh, we'll have the uh, census coming back out in, in two years. So make sure you do fill that out because I don't care what they say. They always talk about black folks being 13 percent of the population. It's a lot more of us here than that because uh, we don't be filling out them damn census forms. But we need to actually start filling out those census forms uh, just so we can have better representation when it comes down to these bills being introduced and the needs that needs to be met of uh, black folks here in the United States. So you have shit like that being introduced, but you also have the uh, LB 1027 uh, bill and that's being introduced and hopefully it doesn't get shut down and that'll restore the right to vote to people who've completed, you know, their felony sentence or who are or who are on uh, felony probation, you know, because having uh, being able to vote is a right as an American citizen. It is not a privilege. So you have all these uh, different schemes being introduced uh, by this Republican Party to uh, restrict voter access because they know that they're losing their numbers and they've tapped into that bigoted racist market for so long that they're trying to get it to the point where you know america is truly create becoming not a melting pot but more like you know like toss salads because we do want to still separate all uh, celebrate all of our differences and not be all blended as to one you know monolith and uh you know one uniform being or whatever the fuck you want to call it but the world is getting darker especially here in the united states it's just that's it's just a fact and we know by um 2040 or uh 2045 around that around that time in a few in a couple decades is it's you know whites will not be the majority in the united states that's just a fact you know you're gonna have a a rising mulatto race hispanics numbers are rising up so it's just you know uh immigrants coming in middle easterners is is just going to be darker here that's that's what the fuck's going to happen but you know if you keep creating these this voter access uh restricted access to voting instead of it being a right and trying to treat it as a privilege and that way you can keep certain people who can keep on voting and though those who uh you know fall into those groups that they restricted access to will not be able to vote and that way you still got you know uh that good old boys club staying in power and that's how you create that apartheid state so that's why i say black folks really need that start filling out the census the census so they can really see our numbers and we really need to get out here and vote and uh start fighting a good fight there's a great website called uh, ourstates.org and that's o-u-r-s-t-a-t-e-s.org and it has a map of the united states and it lets you know uh, what bills are being introduced um that's uh looking to harm you you know harm or help you you know, and it has every category from healthcare, immigration, policing, protests, uh, reproductive justice, voting rights, uh, LGBTQIAA, equality, and economic justice. So it has all these these great categories to let you know what's actually going on in your state. Um, it's a great great website, and I say that we really need to check it out, and we really need to get up on our political game, uh, especially us Black folks, and just learn what they're doing to us and how they're trying to manipulate and create you know a small but mighty regime you know to rule over all of us because of the fear of the world getting darker right so that's why you have president trump the cheeto in chief um the uh, orange jewel julius caesar out here trying to um create all these different um like immigration policies and things like that to keep a white ethno state there was a uh, i think it was the wapo the washington post said if uh, all of these uh like the first uh muslim ban and everything that 
President Trump, the Cheeto-in-Chief, uh, introduced, uh, it would keep White's numbers up another four to five years. So 2045, 2050, they would, the numbers would be down as opposed to around 2040, 2044, or 2045. So it would extend it by five years of creating, you know, leaving whites as the majority. So, you know, just fuck ass shit like this that you've seen with Pete Rick is what he's pulled. That's when you start getting into selling hope like dope. <clears throat> and, you know, I always be disappointed with the low voter turnout, especially in these local elections by my fellow <clears throat> Omahans, my black Omahans and my folks in Lincoln. You know, when we have these these uh these important runs um <clears throat> races and barely anybody show up you know everybody be talking that shit online but they don't show up to the polls you know and then they get to complaining you know uh when shit goes left you know when uh these politicians break bad on us so we really have to show up and show out and we have to show up with an agenda but that's been selling hope like dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so moving on to holding this l we have to give it to uh no other than uh kim kardashian west um just you know we just had the grammys just go just uh pass by and you know the talk of the town was uh blue ivy and uh, how Jay-Z and Beyonce look like regular-ass parents. You know, Beyonce pulling snacks up out of her purse for Blue Ivy. And then Jay-Z sneaking and eating them and things of that sort. So that was the talk of social media. So what does Kim do? She goes and gets her some braids. So we're re reliving this whole braids thing. And then she starts flashing her titties on Instagram. And then folks just fall for it. You know, people are like, oh, the outrage about the braids and uh, cultural appropriation and all this other shit. Her handlers know exactly how to keep, you know, keep her in the spotlight and giving her attention. And we have to stop falling for the tricks. We really do, because it's nothing but publicity. You know, Kim has enough to worry about. She got three kids now and she got a TV show and she got a host of other venues to worry about but she's still out here you know making black folks mad and angry so you know we have to stop falling for it you know she posts a picture of her topless with some you know she could post a picture of her bottomless in a fubu jersey you know in blackface and we just gotta ignore it <clears throat> we really do because this this is just how she keeps the lights on and it's 2018 we really gotta stop falling for the okie doke we really do and uh, Kanye, get your woman. Like, really get her. Like, I know you think she's a work of art and all this other shit. And she's a beautiful young lady. Uh, she older than me. So she's a beautiful woman. But, you know, we know there's no talent there. And this whole, you know, cultural appropriation, just doing shit to stay relevant by being naked and getting some braids in her hair. Uh, you got to sit down and talk to your woman, bro. Like, you really do. You really do. She, she, she can't be out here trying to you know throw black folks in a fit just to stay relevant just because somebody else has the spotlight on social media you know or in the media in general so kim do me a favor you know cover up you got three little ones you know uh i hope you keep that empire going because if them kids have to go to public school god forbid you know when they get older uh, they gonna have to fight every damn day because kids are going to be flaming them about how their mama is always butt was butt naked and probably still will be trying to be butt naked on uh, social media or whatever we have popping to stay relevant. So Kim, please stop and hold this hell. Thank you. You win. Perfect. <laughs> All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes, I have to give it to black folks. It is February, so it's Black History Month. Uh, we got Black Panther coming out in a few days, and uh, I just want to celebrate y'all uh, just how hype black folks are for this Black Panther movie. I ain't seen black folks this this happy and giddy since I, I don't know when. I think since... Uh, Barack Obama was elected the first time 
all right uh black folks online are just going all out um you know just acting a plum fool and i think this is the highest pre-sale marvel movie ever or movie to date uh just from black folks supporting it black directors black up and down um and it's crazy how marvel has made lesser known characters so popular like black panther really wasn't popping like he is now like in the comic book world like people it's just you know he's there and it's just like the avengers in the marvel world like uh they like marvel made the avengers cool just because of the fox issue with x-men because x-men and x-force used to rule the actual like me growing up it was all about like storm wolverine magneto professor x cyclops you know the sinister six um just uh just everything and uh not the sinister six that's spider-man but uh it yeah it was like spider-man x-men even x-force was popping and uh deadpool wasn't even popping like he is now so i mean marvel has done an amazing job by bringing these characters like captain america iron man vision black panther to the forefront and just making them pop you know it's just dope to see these stories and i'll admit i don't know too much about black panther like i said growing up it was all about x-men and uh x-force and uh spider-man and things of that sort but uh yeah i'm, I'm very excited to see this uh movie and uh you know i am going to be honest with y'all i think that i might wait to uh see this movie because um y'all planning on bringing crock pots tv dinners chinese food soul food pictures of kool-aid hennessy uh even a bluetooth speaker with the soundtrack playing i mean i've just seen all this stuff where black folks are just going to act a plum fool in these theaters uh to see this movie and uh you know i, I want to know parts of that i don't i'm one of those people who like to listen like especially if it's a story a, a arc that i don't know about uh so i would like to listen uh hear the dialogue and um you know i don't want to hear any wooing or clapping so i might wait until five dollar tuesday and see the first showing um or i might just go like super early on saturday and see it um the with omaha we got about what sixty thousand black folks here so i don't know if i don't know if the hood is really that is rocking with it that tough you know i talked to some of my folks down the street from me and they really was like yeah i might see it might get it on bootleg or something like that but you know that's the consensus i'm getting so i think i might can be able to see it early saturday instead of trying to see it um you know friday night or thursday night opening uh but shout out to y'all I, I love to see people excited about something and uh it's, it's just fucking dope it's dope it's very dope and uh, also shout out to black folks for clapping back at uh who was who was that national geographic or the history channel let me see what the fuck that is uh the travel channel uh it's so basically i know y'all seen this they were talking about king tut's a bust of king tut's mother and the true face of nefertiti and this woman looks like a distressed accounting assistant living in potawatomi county okay this looks this is a full-on white woman <laughs> with egyptian headdress and this woman looks like the distant cousin of rachel dolezal and black folks just lit lit the travel channel up and just lit up every fucking news outlet that posted this story and rightfully so uh we try to for uh, you know we we don't but other folks want to forget that africa is part of egypt and uh you know what's funny is i took one of those dna tests um those history dna tests my wife got me uh for our anniversary for our wedding anniversary you know the first year gift is supposed to be paper and i don't think i ever shared the results with people but i'm 75 percent sub-saharan african and rightfully so and then 25 percent european i kind of knew that that was coming on but the regions uh that it's that they consider uh egypt to 
to be a part of Europe, which was odd because they have your top six countries uh, that you're from, that your DNA matches the most, like ranking from, you know, one through six. So one is the, the most likely matched. And uh, I was puzzled to see the 25% uh, uh, European was like, you know, Middle Eastern countries. Um, and it had Egypt in there. Egypt was like number three on the on my list for the European part. And I'm like, Egypt is in Africa, my G. Like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? So, you know, there's some, some shit going on here that, you know, I'm just looking at it like, okay, this is what we really doing out here in these streets, right? We really saying that Egypt is a part of motherfucking <laughs> Europe. That's funny how they claim that, right? Because, you know, the whole narrative is that, you know, black folks, you know, black Africans never created nothing. You know, the white man came in and civilized all this other shit like the Moors didn't exist. And, um, you know, like there aren't pyramids just all over you know similar structures all through africa and in parts of uh of uh, uh of the americas too you know so that's that's just what's odd to me but shout out to black folks you know for uh definitely just going through and you know just calling out bullshit and just enjoying yourself i want y'all you know this weekend or the weekend that the movie comes out i want y'all to you know just go and enjoy yourself have a good time um, don't let any dickhead ushers ruin your fun. Don't do it. You know, you know how they do us. And I hate that they do this. Um, you know, there's the movie theater up the street from me. And I know for a fact they're going to have them fuck ass cops up there uh, checking everybody's movie tickets and stubs. I hate that. I fucking hate that with a passion. Just treating black folks, treating us like fucking criminals. I remember me and my wife went and seen. Uh, I talked about this on a podcast a couple years back. What was it? Um, what is that movie? There's the movie with the friends and they uh, with uh, Tay Diggs and uh, what's that brother name? Terrence Howard. Come on, man. And uh, what's, the, what's the what's the other brother? It's like the four friends and they all link up together this time for Christmas. And uh, Sanaa Lathan was in there, too. What the fuck was it? It came out what, about five years ago. Um, Best Man Holiday. That's what it was. Best Man Holiday. So me and my uh, me and the wife, we went and saw that. Uh, she was excited about it because she liked the original. And I was just like, OK, cool. We'll go see it. And um, so we go and uh, and we go to this movie theater where it's assigned seating and uh you know they have the, the the recliners and shit like that and we always went to this movie theater um across the river in uh council tucky council bluffs and um and it was opening night for this film and they were actually uh checking ticket stubs for this they ain't never did that before like they just rip off your ticket like okay you go sit here you know they just rip off your ticket and point you to the theater they actually had the manager and a and a sheriff there and this and just they're checking tickets and stubs like oh your seat is in this row da 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 uh, my wife was heated oh she was tight she was tight about it and uh she was just like why would they do that with this movie i was like you know why because it's a black movie and uh and she was like you know it ain't right and she wanted to complain about it but you know it's one of those things where i was just like uh, just just let it go you know you just really gotta pick your pick your fights and you know it, it, it is what it is it is what it is and it's just like this movie theater that's right up the street from us right now anytime there's a big opening movie or some kind of black movie like whether it's straight out of compton i remember years ago um what movie it was a will smith movie me and my brother was going to see um during uh he was uh was he still in school i don't think i don't think my brother was still in school it was just one of them things he was just about to hang out one of my days off we was gonna go see some movie with will smith and i think it was the one with him and Jaden. uh it was like planet earth ad or something like that that one when they come back to the earth after you know mother nation and took over and we get there and it's a brother cop you know and uh, he was like yeah i need to see y'all ids um what movie y'all going to see and i was like 
nah, we good. And then we just left. We just straight up left. He asked for both of our driver's license or IDs. And he was doing this to every black male that came in there. And I was just like, I was like, nah, we good. You got it, man. He was like, you ain't gonna see no movie if you don't show no IDs. And I was like, you got it. And then we just left. So, you know, I don't, I, I hate that, you know, when movies like this happen, we're gonna see, um, you know, some instances online and things like that. But I just, I just don't want black folks to just come out of pocket and, you know, act a fool and, you know, turn the situation into something bigger where you're going to end up being hurt or even killed, you know, over a movie. So I want you to be logical and, you know, don't be emotional, you know, when you're confronted and, you know, uh, when you're questioned about your ticket and things of that sort. And, uh, you know, you just fight it the legal way, the corporate way, and you get your corporate thug on, you know, and you, uh, you know, put the establishment on blast and, you know, you take it to corporate and, you know, if that don't work, then then that's when you, you know, petition and lawyer up, you know, you don't have to hit them in the wallets. That's where it hurts. You know, you can't be out there being emotional and crying and boo-hooing and shit like that because, Nobody is going to feel your tears. Nobody is going to do that. So you have to respond logically and, you know, enjoy the movie and just have a a damn good time, you know. So but, you know, like I said, I'm probably going to wait to go see the movie or maybe hit a theater with assigned seats or something. I just you know, I just don't want nobody talking and yelling through the movie because I like to hear the backstory, the art, because I don't really know too much about T'Challa. You know, I know he's a very well-educated man. I know that he gets his powers, you know, from this sacred fruit from it. And then he gets his uh, wisdom, you know, from the tree of the ancestors. So I, I know about that in the secret civilization, but I don't know too much about his enemies and things like that. Like I knew about a little bit of his arc when he joined the Avengers and things like that. And, you know, guest spots and different uh, comics and things like that. So I'm excited to see that. And uh, I'm happy that these little black boys and girls, you know, uh, got a huge movie um, and some heroes to look look at, you know, when they're playing on the playground. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's always dope. And it's a huge confidence boost. I know we we we're always like, oh, we can spend this much money on Black Panther, you know, but what about the the real heroes in your community and you know all this other shit and then you have to look at the person giving a message it's like okay well what are you doing for black folks you know we act like we can't walk and chew gum at the same time it's like i can spend 10 12 dollars to see this movie and i also you know and i can also donate this much money i can also donate 20 to 50 dollars to somebody who's doing some good in the community you know or volunteer my time to those in the community we just act like it has to be just one narrow thing you know it's just like nope you need to be doing this you can't enjoy the movie you know and then that same person you know will have this headline tweet or some facebook status about you know you can go see this movie but you can't you know do this with your community and all this other bullshit and then they'll say in the comments you know i'm even though i'm going to go see the movie i'm going to do this too and it's just like well yeah i can do that too i can walk and chew gum at the same time you know don't just be on that damn black and white shit it's either this or that because it's not you know you can do something with the left hand and you can do something with the right You know, you can definitely multitask and we can enjoy this movie and then we can continue to fight the good fight. We can do it at the same damn time. And, you know, supporting this film is just showing that black folks, you know, can carry a movie. You know, a lot of times uh, Hollywood will say and the media say, oh, uh, black films don't do good. And, 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 you know, that's just straight bullshit. That's just bullshit to just keep us out and keep us in them same damn roles of being Crip number three or Hood Rat number 68, you know, shit like that. Just to keep that image of us, uh, you know, being so negative and shit like that. So, you know, that's all I really got to say. I, I think I went on a little bit of a rant. But remember, you can walk and chew gum at the same time. And uh, if y'all going to bring crock pots into the movie theater um please be safe and don't burn your lap and don't get busted out by somebody saying that nigga eating beans
All right, so moving on to health over wealth. You know what I say, without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. And I saw this uh, quote on Twitter. I don't know who said it, but um, it was pretty damn dope. And the quote went like this. Your limitations do not exist in my world. I'll say it again. Your limitations do not exist in my world. So what exactly does that mean? Well, I took it as uh, you have to stop listening to people uh, who bring a, uh, a poor energy towards you. You know, those people where you who you around and it's just draining your energy and you just feel lower than low. Or those people that you, you know, you talk to, you tell them about what you're about to do. And it's just like, oh, man, I couldn't even do that or. Oh man, you crazy. This is, I don't know if that I could do that. And you know, just talking down and just got you uh, doubting yourself. You know, that's why a lot of times you want to keep your goals close to your chest and, uh, you know, don't tell anybody until, you know, it actually starts to manifest. But you always want to keep those in your circle who are going to elevate you. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's a circle, so you're going to have to do some elevating yourself, you know, as far as elevating those people who need it and believe in them. Um, so you always have to keep a team like that who believe in you and you believe in them. And you also have to keep people on your team that are 10 steps ahead of you. So you're always learning and growing. So you might have to charge some people to the game. It could be close friends. It could be even family. You know, and if it's family, just deal with them on the holidays. You know, that's all it is. You know, because there is a such thing as relationship, uh, relational uh, illness. So I want y'all to look that up. So basically what that is, is if you have some sort of relationship with somebody, but you get ill, you get sick, either physically or just down in the dumps just from dealing with that person. So keep it in mind. And I want you to just say that to yourself, your limitations do not exist in my world so i want you to keep thriving and do what's never been done before and more important do something that you've never done before but you also have to remember you have to be the person that you've never been before so it's gonna be some growing pains but i believe in you and i love you and i'll see y'all next episode one